What is up, everybody? It's Friday. You know what that means. It's another edition of Curveballs in Share Shots. We are back electronically, so hopefully the audio sounds good because we tried to be in person. I tried to fix it, and I tried to do everything, and it didn't work out. The regular episode on Friday was too low, and then the Sunday recap, it was like split, so Dominic was in one ear and I was in the other ear, but it's okay. We're back. We're on the Zoom. And everything should be fine and dandy. But yes, my name is Brandon Tuguma. Sitting electronically more than six feet away from me is my lovely and esteemed co-host, the only co-host on the podcast today. Just one. Dominic Ops. Dominic, how are you doing today? Well, my day was actually pretty good until you drop a bombshell that you guys went on Trapdoor to Hell. And, you know, no one wanted to let me know. Nothing is fine and dandy. I am distraught. I am betrayed. My co-host, my, you know... One might say best friend has betrayed me. So I don't know how I feel right now. I don't know how long I'm going to be on the episode today because I'm hurt. Sorry, Dominic. I thought Tyler uh, would have told you. I don't know why he didn't. You know, you guys are together for eight hours every single weekday. And for some reason, he just decided not to tell you. And, you know, being being the bigger man that I am, I just I didn't want to tell you on the podcast. I wanted to let you know beforehand, smarten you up and let you know that, yes, Tyler and myself, you know, we're trying to mend fences here. We're trying to, you know, be better. We, you know, we need Dominic and Ty- Travis to get together so we can hash things out. But uh, Tyler was on the podcast. It's not going to be on until Sunday or Monday. And Tyler, apparently doing two podcasts in two days is too much for him, even though, you know, we did two podcasts while we we're on vacation. I'm going to be doing five podcasts in four days here with NXT and Hell in a Cell coming up, but it's it's okay. It's okay. Tyler, once again, can miss another week, but he has a good excuse, right, Dominic? Uh, I just I just broke the laptop. Give me like five seconds. That's how mad I am. Yes, Dominic is just so mad. He is tossing the laptop all over the place. I know you guys can't see it, but I can see it. Dominic is just fuming mad right now and you know it understandably so i i knew when the uh, the powers that be reached out to me and tyler and did not reach out to dominic about the podcast even though well i guess it it should have they should have reached out to dominic because it was mo- a majority of the episode was tethered around our las vegas trip which we will get into here shortly but that's uh not my place to uh, say who should be on what podcast. I know it was, uh, you know, time constraints. Maybe Dominic wouldn't have been able to do it, but maybe Dominic didn't, didn't even want to do it. He just wanted the opportunity to do it. That's all he really cared about, and he wasn't able to do it. But, uh, you know, I just, uh, you know, it's not that like you know, I wanted to do it, but it's just, you know, like I feel like, you know, we all needed to talk it out before you guys went on and you guys just went in there balls a blazing and you know and i don't know what said i don't know what uh what took place and you know i just uh you know i just uh i i i don't like being out of the loop and i feel like i'm out of the loop and you know like i feel like i'm not even part of this podcast anymore brandon be honest with you dominic you are a part of this podcast you're definitely more part of this podcast than tyler is you know he signs a contract says he's gonna be on with us we didn't explicitly say he had to be on every single week but then you know he he's not on every single week which is fine you know things come up but you know maybe just sometimes a little more heads up would be 
would be nice. But I was there on the show, on the trapdoor show, and, and I and I tried my best. We did not talk about Dominic all that much, to be honest. It was not a burial. It wasn't a Toretto type episode, which all this whole thing started. So um, I, I made sure of it, Dominic, that it didn't veer off. It kept it on the straight and narrow. It was not, you know, it wasn't what you think it was. And you can listen to yourself. You can be the judge. It might have veered off a little bit. I tried to get it back on the rails. But for the most part, it was just, uh, you know, talking about me, myself. We also reminisced about the Reno trip that I took when I was 16 years old. And Travis apparently remembered a whole hell of a lot more about that trip than I did. But once he gave a little bit of details, it did unlock some of those memories. Well, I'm happy that you had a good time on it, you know, because, you know, I mean, I never said, you know, I never said I had a good time. Just, you know, just, you know, I'm happy that you and Tyler, you know, got to mend a fence. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And by the way, I don't want to be on that podcast anyways. Don't even try to get me to go on. Well, you heard it here first. So. Uh, Dominic, besides that, besides the the bomb that was just dropped on you about five minutes before the podcast started, um, how are you doing? Uh, we are a few days removed from our Las Vegas excursion. So how has life been? How has the real world been treating you? I mean, just like any typical hardworking person, when you go on vacation, you come back to work, you immediately say, I want to go back. And, you know, and I, I mean, me and studio audience were talking. We talked a lot Monday and Tuesday. It's like we actually enjoyed this Vegas trip. You know, besides the airport, everything at the airport pissed, pissed us off. But OK, pissed me off. But, you know. And oh, yeah. And well, no, he pissed us off. Remember? But, you know, everything else in between the air. We're not airport people. No, you're just not a fucking person in the airport. You're an ass. But you fucking are. Wow. You want you want to tell the people why you fucking snapped at us, huh, Brandon? Huh? Well, we're at the baggage claim at Oakland, so we're almost done. Well, we are done with the. I'm trip. not even talking about that. What started it all? Fucking being. We're trying to go sit down, and you just happened to get like a two step head start, and then you said, "You don't have to fucking follow me." And we're like, "We're fucking trying to sit down." You're like, "Oh." Well, if you li- you know, if you let me explain, we're at Oakland. I was an idiot, and I thought we were at a different gate. So I was walking forward, thinking the gate was behind us. So I'm sorry that I might have snapped at you, but it was me being stupid, is why I said that, Dominic. Oh, oh. So I'm I'm mm. sorry, but I did snap at you later because now I have a new trigger word that I knew as soon as I said it, I'm opening my my ass up for more. Just it being oh, even yeah. worse. Yeah. Um, Dominic said, hate to see it uh, at the baggage claim because it was taking forever. And I forget exactly what he was talking about. And I did snap at him a little bit by saying, Dominic, can you just shut the fuck up and quit saying that fucking hate to see it all the goddamn time? Which, in my defense, you were saying a lot on Sunday. I know you probably didn't realize it, but you I were saying I was like I told you, I was a little. I'm not going to say drunk because I wasn't drunk, but I was loose. You were you were you were day drinking hungover at night. Yes. And and I did say it a lot. But, you know, just, just and I told Tyler this on on uh, I told Tyler on Tuesday, I said, like, it's the same thing when Tyler told me stop saying bricked up so much. 
It's like, you tell me not to say it. I'm going to fucking keep saying it because, it, you know, you know, you, you could just sit there and just shut the fuck up, mind your own business. But no, you want to say something? Say something, motherfucker. And you did. Uh, I and said now, something. And, and now, now me and the studio audience, anytime we're going to fucking see you, it's going to come up a hundred times. And I'm going to resist. And I'm never saying that phrase ever again around Tyler you guys. Uses it. Yeah. Tyler texted you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I ain't trying to peg my mom. What? We, we pegging somebody's mama? Yeah, apparently you want to fuck your mom. Oh, God damn it, Dominic. Are we really going over this again? I mean, <laughs> would you like I, to bring it? Would you like to bring it up in context since apparently we're fucking going here now? No, I'm going to keep it out of context just because, okay. you know, you can let that one sit there. Yeah, I'm just going to let it sit there and simmer. <laughs> OK, I mean, you also said your mom's thick, so it's fine. I mean, <laughs> you want to bring it into context? No, not really. I just want to let it sit there. OK, all right, then. As you can tell, I'm still a little booty tickled about the airport and on top of it about the whole trapdoor shit. So, so there's a lot of tension. You know, we haven't talked at all since we dropped you off. Yeah, it's so, fucking amazing. I know it's, you know, we were together for four straight days and then we took a little vacation from our vacation. And so now we're back. Yeah. Back together. Reunited. Mm. So be- I mean, I don't know if I'd say so beautiful, but we're, we're reunited. Not- it's not beautiful. What are you talking about? It was a great time. I don't know. You, I think you're almost going to say you're having, you like this trip more than the other Vegas trip. Or I was going to say that. You were going to say that. So, you know, say it, Dom. I was going to say that. Say and, then, and I remembered that fucking Monday after morning, whatever, coming back. Just like, oh, all the bad. That, that was the worst of the worst. I will say, trying try, try to get back on track here, trying to be nice, trying to think of the positive. Brandon booked a nice hotel suite. Little mini suite, he said it. Um, view was, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not gonna, I, I don't, I'm not gonna say that it was a bad view because you know, at night it was all lit up, it was nice. But like, you know, it was a nice suite, nice hotel. He picked, he picked a winner, um, which I try to. And uh, you know, it, 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 we enjoyed. I, we were talking, and we enjoyed this trip better because it was more, kind of whatever we want to do. It wasn't like, Hey, we got to wake up at nine o'clock and fucking go to do meet and greets till 11 and then come back to the hotel and then do more meet and greets at two o'clock. Like, like it was the last time it was more just, you guys want to go to the pool? Let's go to the fucking pool. You guys want to go fucking, you know, why? And you, we want, you want to do the MGM sports book thing. So it was like, Oh, fine. We'll fucking go do that. Then, you know, it was very more like chilled, relax. It was more, it felt more like a vacation this time. We did also have an extra day. We didn't have anything booked or anything thought of until double or nothing. Spoiler alert for that other show we did. Travis said he was going to write us an, an itinerary. And after our Vegas trip in 19, I did come to the realization you guys are not itinerary people. It's not that we're not itinerary people. We just don't really... If it's something that we both would like to do and like really enjoy doing it, it's fine. But I think it was just how how it all worked out the last time we went. It was too like like pretty much like landing and having to drop our shit off and run to Caesars is what I didn't like. And then waiting in the massive line, which and, and I know waiting in line is you have to do that everywhere you go. But like it just was like I just didn't care for like all the waiting in line and then just like you know like you 
you have to be there at a certain time or you could lose your spot or something bullshit like that. Like, you know, but yeah. Yeah. We did the show last week. I wasn't burying the park MGM, which is the hotel we stayed at. I was, you know, not super duper impressed. And I think I just assumed as the day, as the days went on, it was going to be more packed because it was Memorial day weekend, but because it's a smaller hotel, there wasn't that many people there. And so it was never really like super. I mean, it was never really packed. So I think as the week went on, I did enjoy or and appreciate the hotel more because it wasn't super crazy. Because like that Saturday, we walked around, we went into New York, New York, and I think there was a show going on. So that did kind of make it more packed than it usually is. But it was kind of night and day compared to what we were at compared to another hotel. I mean, we had what we had Silk Sonic at ours, right? Shout out. And your boy saw the back of Bruno Marzette. Nice. Even though but, I, I, I mean, I'm just going to say I did, even though I don't know if I really did, because I just saw the back of like, like it was just like a pack of people and the people next to me were freaking out that it was Bruno Mars. And so I saw his little hat gimmick and I assume that was him. I mean, we walked by the uh, D's nuts guy too. completely missed him. I would have marked out if I saw him. Really? Uh, yeah, I mean, I you know not marked out, but it would have been cool to you know at least see him. Yeah, didn't we see any wrestlers. We were at uh, all the wrestlers looked like they were at Mandalay Bay, which was quite a ways away from where we were staying at. But that's okay. Uh, anything? I mean, from the last time we we left, well, we left you on Sunday, but we didn't really get into it. Saturday, we went to the pool again. Dominic uh, got sunburnt because. Friday, we were very due diligent with the sunscreen. Yes. Saturday, not so much. We did apply the sunscreen, and we also did stay there longer, which I will say I did enjoy Saturday's session more than the Friday session, also because they were playing much better music. We were sitting right by the stereo. But uh, Dominic got a little sunburned. Uh, We finally cashed those Heat Celtics tickets. Shout out. Went to the Crack Shack, which was the one food thing I wanted to go to. And I actually made a great recommendation for one time. So clap it up for me. Studio audience actually suggested we go there the next day on Sunday. Did not go, but I would say best chicken sandwich I've ever had. Way better than the Raising Canes? I mean, I've never had Raising Canes, but I know goddamn well it's a thousand times better than that piece of shit establishment. Okay. Goddamn. Well, we're just going to bury Raisin Cane's forever until we actually try it. I mean, they're open and I'm still going to bury it. I'm still going to bury it, even if it does taste good, because Tyler loves it. So he swears by it. And also, Tyler said, spoiler alert for the other show. Uh, so you probably shouldn't even listen because I'm just going to spoil the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, he said that Shake Shack is better than In-N-Out, which was a point of contention. Dominic, I forget if we really dove into this, said that he liked it better, but Dominic being Dominic gave in to peer pressure as me and the studio audience said that we liked in and out better. Uh, well, I first bite of the burger. I was kind of like, I don't know. I think in and out may also have doesn't take- help that we're massively hungry that too. But like, it was kind of like, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I was like, Oh, shake shack's really good. It's really good. And then the fries are, you know, whatever fries, and then you guys were, we were talking more about it, like, oh, in and out was, I think, like, I think you guys were saying, like, it's a little bit bigger, you know, a little bit more meat, whatever. I'm like, you actually aren't, you, you, you right. I was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're, you know, I, I'm not saying it, I, I would say it's like on a scale of one to 10, in and out, okay, 
let's just say and let's say in and outs like like a high level shake shack's like right underneath it it's like it's it's a very close race for me like we have an in and out and a five guys pretty much right down the street from us i would choose both of those over shake shack but if that was like the only place in town see i rather go shake shack in and out versus in and out five guys Dominic, are you gonna sit here and slander five guys i just did you you don't how do you not like five guys no i'm not saying i don't once again i'm not saying i don't like it but i just like the fact that they have another option at I, like i'm not a big hot dog person like don't get me wrong barbecues i, I don't go dogs. to five guys to have a hot dog i'm just strictly talking about burgers we talking and about burgers i i don't know no stand stand by your statement dominic say with say with chest <sighs> In an, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You know, Aggies is closing. Damn. Only been there like, I think we didn't we go there like one time. And that's like the only time I've actually gone. Oh, yeah. Damn. One would say probably you uh, hate to see it. And I think some people might hate to see it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we walked around Saturday. Um, unfortunately, I, we don't have like any, like we have more stories from the 19 because we did all the meet and greets and we kind of did quote unquote more things, even though we were there for longer. So I would have too many like stupid, crazy stories. Uh, Saturday we walk around, we, you know, we smoked our cigars cause they're just so fancy. And even though it was a non-smoking hotel that we were staying at and I did notice, I, I mean, I think Vegas is very high end and they're very well, well ventilated. Um, but we, you know, went to the MGM in New York, New York. It didn't like suffocate of smoke, but you could tell like a little bit of a difference at Park MGM that it was smoke free. It just kind of felt. You didn't see it. at fucking there. There was a new. A, I know. I did Park, see one. Per, I did see one person smoking in there. And he's Park a rebel, it, and it pissed me off because I was like, I could be smoking right now. Well, he was like, you know, kind of tucked away smoking a, a cigarette. And I don't think if your fat ass cigar was puffing, I think you would have. Did you, you would. The, did you, you see the, the guy one. that was vaping in the cashier lounge, uh, cashier line, blah, 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 cashier line at Park MGM? Does that count? I'm. Yes. Well, I don't know. But uh, piss me off. The, it it did smell. It, it felt more like a bowling alley than a casino because it, you know, had that kind of scent, but it didn't have like the smokers sent to it that a casino especially like kind of those lower end like reno or like a fremont street type but now vegas is so high end and uppity that pretty much all the hotels now are just super well ventilated and have a shit ton of money poured into them but uh yeah dominic got his uh we got the lighter dominic got complimented on his beard by some street workers shout out Not, not 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 even the one i wanted yeah, there was uh, four street workers. There was one way above the rest. One yes. might call her, you know, black bikini-esque. But uh, shout out black bikini, wherever she is. And pink bikini. And pink bikini. I have the photo of uh, you because we had a sent because there's always the he discussion. Okay, Studios, he shouted out black bikini and you can't forget the pink bikini. Now, Do- this is, see, Dominic, this is where he gets kicked <laughs> off. I see you just bury you get yourself in trouble. But uh, I have a photo of Dominic's knee, basically because we have the discussion between Ow. Tyler of uh, 
sorry, Dominic, you're just getting assaulted right now. Yeah. Of uh, below the knee or above the knee. And so I have the picture of Dominic's knee. Not a very good photo, but uh, for sentimental reasons, very blurry in the background is old pink and black bikini. So uh, I'm going to keep that picture of Dominic's knee for sentimental value. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you fucking freak. It's, it's okay. It's literally like super like blurry it's there's nothing you can i mean you probably could do something with it if you're very desperate i, I know mean, but that, i mean but your knee i mean your knee looking mad silky though that's that's what i'd be looking at don't 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 try don't try to hype me up right now nice beard you have a great beard dominic no i'm shaving it tomorrow now <sighs> maybe that was what i was trying to do the whole time maybe maybe um then sunday we just Day drink at uh shout out. Nothing really super, super uh intriguing talk right now. We went to Italy. Once again, spoiler alert. Um, they just found the term Italy very hilarious for some reason, which I mean I get it, but I didn't think it was as funny as I thought. Oh, I thought was. you meant I thought you were telling the the listeners that me and the studio audience, I'm like, the fuck? No, we didn't. And no, I guess you're talking they, about they, they did. Yeah, I did. I did wish one thing I do regret is I didn't explore Italy as much because I kind of just went to like the one spot that we we went to the pizza. We went to the cafe and that was it. And I think there was more stuff kind of tucked away in the corner because I think they did a gelato there. They did. Prob- probably could have checked out the gelato spot and, and yeah. had some one of those days. But next time, next time, because it's definitely going to be a next time. Right, Dominic? I don't know. Uh, I told Tyler, I don't really want to share a hotel room with it anymore. I don't like how I was, you know, spoken to and nitpicked about my cleanliness and stuff. When when, when did I nitpick you about your cleanliness, Nopdick? Always. Every day. Eh, I don't think I did. I'm going to burp. Hang on. Oh, I thought you were going to let it fly on the podcast. No, I have some class, unlike oh, some people. Classy. Uh, we, you know, we did the did the suite. It was spacious. It was cool. Maybe I'll just get my own hotel room next time. Maybe. Maybe. I, th- I mean, last year or whatever, after 19, I thought that's what we said we we're going to do. But then we went to a suite. We're going to do a suite at the big MGM because at that point, Double or Nothing was supposed to be at MGM again. Um, but then everything got canceled. We get Park MGM. Decent hotel. But as I said, the it's more of a suite just in terms of uh, square space and if we got a regular room, even if with the two queens, like just imagine, Dominic, we didn't have the mini bar area, like the space we walked in. We didn't have the pullout. And I'm pretty sure that would have been our room. So we would have been very packed in and kind of on top of each other. Don't know. It probably wouldn't have been as fun of a time. The space really did help. It did. It did. It did. Totally did. But, you know. Much That's for, well, no, for next time. It's definitely going to happen next time, right? I don't know. Depends. Uh, you know, I have a full year to see uh, to see how uh, what happens with this podcast, you know, because, you know, apparently uh, we're going to stay together forever. And you saw what happens when you get uh, your own hotel room. You can use the My Vegas free plays. And because of the free plays, Big Brother knows everything. And when you put the free play in, you're guaranteed to hit a jackpot because that's pretty much what happened all three times I used a free play. I hit like over 100 bucks on a spin. So that's reason enough to get your own hotel room. Yeah, big baller over here. 
walk up to me. Oh, I just want $200. Fuck you too, bitch. Oh, look, I won $200 again. Oh, I could have gambled a lot more, but because I was winning, I stopped. But if I was like, if I was losing, I probably would have played a lot more, but because I was up, I was too scared. Cause I know, I mean, there was two times where I put in a hundred bucks in a slot and uh, 90 seconds later, it was all gone. So it could have been up like 600, but I only was up 400. I know. Yeah, but how much did you spend of your own money? Own money? Not much. I think the 120 that I used for the sports bet was pretty much the only like real money I used because I used 150, 75 free plays. And I think I switched that into like three, $400, maybe like $300. So, you know, using the free plays into the profits and using that to, yeah. So really like 120 of my real money I used, which was I'm kind a, of my plan the whole time. And I'm over to, here breaking even. And you know what? That is a huge win is just to break even. That's all that matters, Dominic. As long as you don't, as long as you can walk away with your dignity and some money in your pocket in Vegas, it's been a good trip. I guess, I guess. Anything else you would like to to touch on from our, our Las Vegas trip before we, we move on? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I, we, I think... We did have I, the, we had the mimosa incident and on the way back, we did have the AirPod incident. So a nice little cap off of the flight. So not as bumpy, right? On the way back. So I'm not cursed. True. So bam. But, but yes, I, I did. I did drop my headset. My one, one half of my AirPods fell and Brandon being the nice guy he is picked it up for me. Yeah. I got stuck like inside the crevice of the seat in front and so i literally had to like crawl on my hands and knees i was kicking the people two rows behind my ass crack was probably showing <clears throat> and i grabbed it thinking it was a studio audiences and then she just like points and looks at you i was like oh of course Dominic dropped his airpods so uh yeah it was and, I, and i'm over here thinking like oh man this guy great guy he, so nice great guy and then two hours later he's yelling at me it was not two hours later. It was like an hour later yeah. when I snapped at you. It was just, yeah, I mean, you know, four, I mean, four days together. And that's the worst I yelled at you, Dominic. I mean, I think you should take that. I mean, I think that's a pretty, I think that's a pretty good ratio. I mean, you should never have to yell at me. I'm Dominic. Dominic never deserves to be yelled at. I don't. I've been yelling at, yelled at enough in my life. I don't need, need it from you. Because he gets you, you know, you know, one person who's never yelled at me. Who? Brian. Ooh, Brian's never yelled at you. He's never yelled at me. Mm-hmm. He's been an asshole, but he's never yelled at me. I mean, everyone's even in the airport. I don't know if I'd say I yelled. I was just aggressively talking to you. Mm-hmm. AKA a baby yell. A little, little pequeño yell. Yeah. But other than that, the trip was fine, I guess. Um, Ubers were very weird. I've, I've that was the only two times in my entire life I've ever Ubered and they uh, but they saved us like 40 bucks saved you like 40 bucks well no one offered to take an Uber or a taxi I was fine with taking a taxi I thought I thought we were going to take a taxi because I said you know hey, oh, hey we're going to you know take the streets this time don't take the freeway bah. 
nah, it all worked. Yeah, the first the first one was quiet, but it was fine. The second one was a little more snug, but you guys were fine in the back seat. I was the awkward one in the front seat of this little Toyota Fit. But you know, she was playing her 80s pop tunes. Shout out Grace. She I don't think she ever gave me a five-star review back, but it's okay. I gave her a five-star review because that's what you do. If you want to get picked up quickly in your Ubers, you gotta give the people nice reviews if they deserve it. Wait, was Grace the last one? Grace was the last one. Oh, okay. Don't remember the the name of the first lady. Who uh, felt like she didn't want to be there? Well, I mean, it was a Thursday night. Probably she was worked her nine to five, and this is her her night job. And you know, picking someone up at an airport in Vegas probably is not fun. Then don't do it. Well, you know, gotta gotta make Shit. ends meet. Shit. Shout out to all the Uber drivers out there. We we love you. Shout out to all the people playing us in their Ubers because I know it's millions and millions out there. They should even know who they didn't even know who we were. At the audacity. Should have rated them zero stars. Had should've, celebrities should've, in their car and they didn't care. Should have should have uh, gave a shout out to our our boy in the double or nothing line. Should have plugged the podcast or should at least got his name. Feel bad about that. Yeah, maybe, well, we'll see him next year at double or nothing. Yeah, or maybe maybe he'll just like stumble upon it and he'll be like, oh, let's listen to some shitty podcast about wrestling. And then he'll, you know, he'll be like, it's oh, it's them. And then he'll hit us up. Maybe, maybe. What was he officially like a single writer? He wasn't like meeting anybody else there. He was just going by himself. Uh, no, his buddy from Castro Valley, I think he said, or no, or, or, or from Orinda. I don't know. But the, he, his buddy was there with him from the Bay, but his buddy didn't want to go to the wrestling show. Oh, okay. okay. Shout yeah. out that guy. Shout out that guy. Shout out that guy. Okay. I think we've done enough. That was just invigorating talk. I'm uh, not going to dive into the, uh, the MLB standings. Uh, one news note from the MLB is uh, Joe Girardi got fired from his managerial job with the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, the Phillies have been quite a disappointment so far this year, as I tried to bring up the standings as I probably should have done beforehand, but I did not do that. Uh, so Joe, former Yankee skipper got the can now gets the can from Philly. So currently they're 23 and 29, but they have a 11 run plus 11 run differential. Uh, they should be above seven uh, 500 according to their expected win total. But the bullpen, once again, has just imploded every single time. They got the arms. Uh, I, we didn't even, I don't even think we talked about Bryce Harper. His UCL is fucked up, so he can't play the outfield. So he's just basically a, a full-time DH now. And if he wants to get the surgery, he's going to be gone for months or possibly the rest of the season. So that's a, another issue with them. And you have Castellanos and Schwarber who are pretty much people that shouldn't be in the outfield. But now because of Harper, you kind of have to put them out there. Uh, so Dominic, your thoughts on Joe Girardi getting canned and the state of the Phillies right now. Well, Girardi, sorry, didn't things didn't work out. Um, you should have known that these aren't the Yankees and they're not going to win your world series that easily. Um, the Phillies are a team that should be up there, up there, up, up, up there. But for some reason, 
they're just not clicking. I don't know if it's chemistry, if it's just they're all fucking in slumps at the same time. But, you know, it, it I, I think they're going to turn it around. Um, I don't know how or who's going to do it, but I got a feeling this Phillies will will be a contending team by the end of the season. Um, and shooting on the Bryce Harper thing for a second, you think if his, if it was all if he's known that's been fucked up, why wouldn't he get the surgery sooner than later? That's what I don't understand. Like, yeah, if I got it right at the beginning of the season, I may miss you know three quarters of the season, but at least I can come back and try to make a push for the, for maybe a wild card spot or something like that. But why are you going to put off getting the surgery when you just, you know, like, because what if, you know, you're you're trying to get, you're about to make playoffs and then, oh, fuck, and now I have to have the surgery and now you're out, you know, your team's going to lose. Well, it's all just you got to weigh what happens, because even if he gets the surgery, there's no guarantee that it's going to he's going to come back healthy and ready to go, because pretty much you're you doing the surgery just so we can throw the ball. And yes, he's a, a pretty good defender but he's mostly in there for his hitting. And so you take him out and let's say he gets the surgery back in April and he comes back in like August, like, you know, Bryce Harper out for most of the season, that's going to hurt the team. And who even knows what his throwing program would be. And he would just continue to, you know, just be a DH because the UCL isn't healing properly. So I, th- I think he just made the conscious decision at this point of the season where it's kind of the awkward point that if he does get it, he's going to be out for pretty much the season, the rest of the season that might as well continue to just be a DH and hit the ball. And right now, six games under 500, they still have a shot at the playoffs with the extra wild card. You know, maybe he takes another look at it midway through the season. And if they, the wheels have really fallen off and they're, you know, almost in last place or, however many games back of a wild card spot maybe that's when he takes a look it's like okay maybe i should get clipped just to assure i have all the time in the world that i can be good because he still has a shit ton of time left under that massive contract and uh, i still have faith in the phillies kind of like you do maybe not uh, well not this, this season but i mean i i think bryce harper super, super talented and he's what like a little bit older than us so he's like what 30 or gonna be 30 this season so he his prime years are very much almost coming to an end so you don't want to waste those so I, I think he will take a look at the all-star break and i would not be shocked if he goes down and gets that surgery sometime in july or august well we'll have to wait and see because like you said if they're, if they're making a playoff push might as well hold off on it but you know we'll wait and see yeah, yeah, yeah so quickly let's just move over to the al west real quick the houston astros are just dominating right now 34 and 18 seven and a half games up on the los angeles angels let's talk about the good first houston uh you know continuing to do the damn thing even without correa springer all those guys um but they do lock up Jordan alvarez a six-year 115 million dollar deal i believe it is the largest deal ever for a dh uh Jordan was my pick for the al mvp he's not exactly lighting the world on fire for him to be an mvp right now but he's still having a very solid year for them uh dominic what do you think of this move signing a dh to a long-term contract he's still relatively young i believe i think he's like in his late 20s so signing him for his prime and as long as that bat delivers i think he's worth it i mean i'm having flashbacks to the angels signing pujo so that 
record breaking deal. So as long as he produces better than pools, it's worth it. I feel like those are two completely different deals because this one's like six. The pool host was like what 10 or something. I mean, so, yeah, it's still, it was still a lot of years and a lot of money. So I was thinking more of like the Chris Davis deal. I mean, both Chris <laughs> Davises, both the Baltimore and the Oakland Chris Davises, where you sign them to these big money deals, mainly because they're bats. And then they don't their, do shit. Their bats just go completely ice cold. But I, I don't see Jordan being like that. He's definitely hit a stride these last couple of years. And yeah, it might be weird to pay a DH that much money. But with the way he produces, I feel it's worth it. You mentioned Pujols and the Angels. The Angels, Dominic, it, it's starting to happen. Everything was riding high. The Angels were in first place. We saw some Angels games in Vegas because I guess that's the local team in Vegas. Uh, they have lost their last nine games. And as I said, seven and a half games back of the Houston Astros. Uh, Anthony Rendon has gone down with a wrist injury. Uh, Shohei got lit up a couple of days ago by the Yankees. Is is this just inevitable? I mean, we kind of thought this was an inevitable point. Um, can the Angels bounce back? Is this just what they do? Dominic, your thoughts on kind of the Angels collapse thus far? A game over 500. They still have a wild card spot, but nobody wants to lose nine in a row. I mean, I feel like this has been the Angels we've come to know over the past few years where, oh, you know, this is their year. Oh, they're doing well. Oh, Mike Trout's kicking ass. Oh, Shohei's here. And then it's just like out of nowhere, it's just like that first domino falls and then all the other ones are just falling behind them. And I'm not, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised either. Um, Rendon goes down again, which I just unfortunately felt like it was inevitable because he just has not been able to show that he can stay healthy these last few years. Uh, Shohei, you know, not, he's, he's been producing decently on the, uh, in the box, I haven't really looked at his stats completely, but I have seen he's had his ups and downs on the mound. So that's not exactly uh, ideal. Trout still doing trout things. Um, bullpen pitching staff is doing okay. They have a plus 18 run differential. Uh, they last nine games have not been ideal. I think they can steady the ship. I, I mean, I think losing nine in a row is tough to replicate, but it's the Angels. They could do it again. But I do have a little bit more faith in this team than years past that. Like when we were talking, what, 20, 2020 or 2021, when you and Travis were both kind of on them, I was like, eh, I don't know so much. This team I have a little more faith in. Can we hurry up and get to wrestling? I want to talk about Sam Punk. I want to know what happened. Sure. But first, let's uh, just get into the NBA playoffs real quick. Um, the Boston Celtics beat the Miami Heat in seven games. We did not see game seven. Uh, but from what I've seen, it's been a little bit of a controversial one with the uh, the Heat getting a three-pointer taken off the board, Jimmy Buckets missing a three, and uh, those could have been the deciding factors. But Celtics, Eastern Conference champions, and then they go into San Francisco and beat the Warriors in game one. Steph Curry setting their record in the first quarter for most threes in a quarter with six. The Warriors running up to 15 uh, I think it got to 12 at the end of the fourth, and then just the Celtics ran away with it, the largest point differential in an NBA Finals quarter ever. Hate to see it. Yeah, absolutely hate to see it, Dominic. <laughs> uh, but the uh, Celtics steal game one, shocking fashion. 
even in that first half when the you know it was just raining threes from the Warriors, they never got you know th- past the hump of you know getting up to like a 15 20 point lead. The Celtics were always just hanging around. And I did have that feeling that if the Warriors were to go cold, the Celtics were good. If the Celtics kept on chugging along, they were going to be able to do it. And uh, that's just what happened in the fourth. So Dominic um, thoughts on game one of the NBA finals. I mean, I feel like something that the Warriors done or the Warriors have been doing since like 2010 is they go into these games and they're like, okay, we're going to win. They're winning. They're winning the winning. And like by the fourth quarter, they're ahead. I feel like they kind of take the, their, their foot off the gas pedal. They're like, oh, we're winning. We're going to win the game. We're fine. And with the Celtics team that they're playing, you can't do that. You got to be full throttle 24-7. You got to just jam it down their throat. And I feel like they just kind of let up, and they can't do that with the Celtics. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the Celtics are a hell of a team. As much as I wanted the Heat to win, Celtics – um, I think you call them, you know, like a team of destiny earlier in like the first, second round. And um, they're just a scrappy team. And even with Jason Tatum, he didn't do shit in that first game. But yet Al Horford was just fucking draining them in the fourth yeah. quarter. Uh, White was just hitting every single big shot that they threw his way. And they're a solid defensive team. Warriors are still able to put up points. But uh, as you find it hard that the Celtics can replicate that you know, three more times to get a win. They are a very hit or miss team, but when they are, when they are just firing at all cylinders, they, I think they can be the best team in the series, but they're so inconsistent that that also worries me a little bit. Well, I mean, not worried. Cause I guess this is a Warriors warriors podcast, but the Celtics are just so inconsistent. I mean, we even saw like in that game six, like they're at home, you can close it out. The, they were just they were in the game, but they just were never able to, you know, make that couple shots and couple stops to really get ahead. I mean, they took the lead like once in the entire game six, but at home they lay an egg pretty much against the Heat. Well, but so, but but the thing is, like they they were they were getting the stops, but they weren't making them pay for it, and that's something that the Warriors do. Warriors can get a stop, but they go and check a three instead of getting the two. You know what I mean? Like that's you know. They live and die by the three, and that's terrible sometimes. Yeah, I mean, Curry, and as I said, like they lit it up that first half, and they just weren't able to run away with it. And I think as long as they don't run away with it, the Celtics are just going to stay there. Game two this Sunday, uh, we do have a question on the uh, the game, or not the game per se, but just in the series. It is, I know it's cliche, but is this like a must-win for the Warriors, oh. and what what are you expecting them to come out with in Game Two? Because I mean, they just got smacked in the mouth in that game in that fourth it's quarter. It's one hundred percent a must win. If they don't win that game, if they don't win Game Two, uh, they're not coming back to the Bay, guaranteed. Ooh, we getting us? We tell me we getting a sweep, guaranteed. Okay, guarantee it. So, well, Game Three is Wednesday, and I think Game Four is Saturday because they very much space it out, which I'm not a big fan of. But I I understand kind of. But uh, so I guess we'll get the official we'll get the official predictions right now. So Dominic saying if they don't win game two, it's going to be a sweep. But what is your legitimate prediction? Maybe what was your prediction coming in to game one? And what is your prediction right now? Game one was I was thinking it's going to be a six game series. Um, I still think it's going to be six. 
I was with you. I think I, I had Warriors in six, but now after that, I'm going to go with Warriors in seven. I think this is going to be just a knockdown drag out series. It's going to be fun. Um, I, I don't, I mean, I can see the Warriors just coming, just fucking dog walking the Celtics in game two and blowing them out. I have a tough time seeing the Celtics blowing out the Warriors. Like, yes, the Warriors, I mean, the Warriors, the entire series playoffs have only had like one bad game. And that was that game against Memphis where they just got absolutely fucking torched. But for the most part, they've stayed in it. And the few games they've lost, they haven't really gotten blown out all that much. So I I don't see the Celtics doing that. And I think this is after all the blowouts we've had throughout the entire series. I think this finals is going to culminate in a, in a magical way. And hopefully it ends with the Warriors hoisting up the Larry O'Brien trophy. That will be nice. I will say that would be nice. All right. That is it for the sports. Let's move on over to the fan mail segment. Other wise known as Mr. X's questions of the week. Bum, bum. A lot of vigor behind that. Uh, J row Johnny Roca is back. Ladies and gentlemen, he's sending in his questions and uh, you know, he's got all those dates circled. He knows what day is national, what day, what? So June 3rd, which is today is national donut day. So what are the must have donuts variations in your dozen? So first off, Dominic, where do you go to get your donuts? Cause we all know it's a hot topic around here. To World's Fair Donut in Hayward, California. What time? What time is if, the ideal time? If you want you the best, best, it would be like 5 a.m. 5 to like 7 o'clock. Hot, fresh, pie, you know, just, just giant donuts. Yummy, yummy, scrum, dilly, umptious. So, Dominic, what is in that dozen? So if I'm going for a dozen, I go with four glazed donuts. I got to get probably three old-fashioned glaze. So uh, seven. So you get five more. Probably get uh, two sprinkles. Okay. What kind of sprinkles? Are we chocolate going sprinkles. like chocolate oh, sprinkles? Going chocolate sprinkles. Okay. Chocolate frosting with sprinkles, right? Okay. Not- Chocolate flavored sprinkles, but chocolate frosting with sprinkles. Um, so now we're at eight. We at nine. How many you get? Do you, how many sprinkles you get? You get two sprinkles. Two sprinkles. So we're at nine. So three more. Uh. Then I'll probably throw in a sugar donut. A. Actually, put in two sugar donuts and one more old fashioned glaze. Okay, we're kind of kind on the same page. I think the only one I would leave off would be your old fashioned glazed, um, you know, regular glazed donuts. We'll we'll, know, we'll get four of those. Um, I guess we'll get sprinkles, so we'll get two sprinkles, um, chocolate sprinkles. I'll go with the Simpsons donut. I'll go with the pink if they got a pink. Um, I also like sugar, so maybe we'll go like a one sugar donut. I like I like my cream, so I'd like like a chocolate covered cream filled. Either what's like the long one, the long donut called. I don't care. It can either be a, a cream filled chocolate donut or it can be whatever the a fuck. Boston those. cream pie or. Oh, yeah, daddy. Uh, so we'll get some of those. I, I honestly wasn't trying to walk you into that. I did not know what it was called. Oh. But uh, let's see what we at. Sugar, yeah. sugar, spice, everything nice. We got some some cream. Um, used to be a jelly guy. Not so much now. 
but uh eh. I already kind of forgot, but usually if I'm going donuts, I go like extra sugar. So give me like the maybe just like a regular chocolate glazed bam to fill it out. Uh number two, uh June 3rd is also National Simp Day. So what is Dom or Tyler? But Tyler's right here. So fuck them. Uh gonna do this weekend to simp it out. So Dominic, I know you're a simp year-round, so you don't really do anything more special, but what are the simpy things you will do this weekend? Uh, I, I still don't quite understand, like, you know, what a simp really technically is. Basically, a simp is just a derogatory term for, like, a guy who is subservient to a female. So it's just, it's just somebody who's more whipped than normal. Kind of. I mean, it's all encompassing. Like, oh, my God, I'm such a simp for her. Like, I can just be like, oh, I like her. I'm a simp for her. Or you can be like full simp and just be like, yes, mommy, whatever you want. And she crushes your testicles or something. Okay. Yeah. Uh, nothing. Um, I thought you're going to be a good loving fiance. No. Okay. Not going to be a good loving fiance this weekend. No. Be a bad boy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, June 4th is National Hug Your Cat Day. Oof. Uh, cheese. A shout out to your gatos because we got multiple. We got tres, tres, trace, trace gatos. And what will the cats be remembered for most? Uh, so we got three. Uh, obviously, they're all wrestling themed. We got AJ, shout out AJ. We got Finn Finn and we got Bailey. Finn was the buy one, get one free cat because Bailey and Finn are brothers. And unfortunately, we picked out Bailey did not no one wanted Finn. And so they just gave it to us. Like, sure. We'll bring his little ass with them. Uh, we thought they were girls. So originally they were called Bailey and page um, because apparently they, my aunts or cousins, well, I forget whatever they're officially called thought, Oh, because they have nipples, that means they're females. But then a couple weeks later, we see little jingle balls and they're <laughs> guys. So we changed Finn or we changed page to Finn. And technically, Finn can also be referenced to Star Wars. But uh, AJ, most remembered for when she was a kitten, when we first got her, she got stuck behind my mom's bed because it's like this big, giant, like one piece thing. And she was stuck behind there. So and I, this was when I was still going to my dad's because, you know, divorced family. We come back. My aunt, uncle and mom are there trying to, like, pull her out and she wouldn't move. And my mom's freaking out. And I'm like. She's a fucking cat. If she can get in there, she can get out. And eventually she did get out. And a couple months ago, we ha- we have a bar inside our house, which is basically just a wasteland. Uh, there they have like movable. I don't know. What would you call those like movable light thingies? I don't know. On top of the no ceiling. No idea what you're talking about. I, I know. I'm doing a terrible job. Uh, oh, you have recessed school- lighting in there? What? Recess lighting? It's fluorescent lighting in there. You said whatever. I'm talking about like the two, it's like plastic slabs that cover the fluorescent lights. Oh, okay. So anyways, for some reason she climbed up the thing and she moved it out of the way and she was stuck in the ceiling. And (laughs) she was like stuck in the ceiling because I think she was hiding from the boys. And so she was just chilling there and my dumbass is like trying to grab her and she keeps like fucking gnawing on me and trying to yeah and i i'm I'm a little fucking bitch and i can't do it so then my mom goes over there and she just fucking 
grabs her by the by the head and just yanks her out and gets her. Shout out my mom. She's a real one. Yeah. Uh, Finn and Bailey, uh, they're not really remembered for too much. Just they fight. Uh, Bailey's kind of a bitch and Finn's the aggressor. Uh, Bailey and AJ like each other. So they'd be like licking up on each other and having a good time while Finn's just a little cuck in the corner looking at him. So uh, there you go. Like uh, June. F- what? Like it. You like. Okay. Anyways, June 4th is National Cheese Day. Shout out. So I guess it's the best time to ask, how did you acquire the nickname Cheese? Um, Dominic, do you know this? Do you know what the official story is? Uh, I know you told me a while ago. That's why I like to know, because it usually just ferments and it just evolves into some stupid story. It's not actually it's actually better than the real story, probably. I swear, I thought it was something like in middle school and like sixth grade or something like that. And it was like. You're like, I like cheese or something stupid like that. Correct. It was sixth grade, I believe, Miss Ramirez's class. So that's like, it's a combination of whatever math, science, and uh, PE. And just for some fucking reason, I thought I was hilarious and I just kept saying cheese or I like cheese. And um, here we are. Now I'm cheese. Dominic rarely calls me that. It's it's almost kind of like my real name. Like if he says cheese, sometimes it means he's like mad at me or he's like, something or another uh travis and tyler they call me cheese a lot but like philip and the other people from other podcasts don't call me that at all uh now that i'm playing you ba- mainly brandon now for because of the fact that my gm is brandon so if i'm if we're talking about you aka me tyler or the woman studio audience well, no, I'm talking about your other woman, my wife. How, how's that going? Apparently, we're. I was told that you guys were going to start a rumor that I just fucked everything that moved in Vegas. Yeah, well, you pissed me off. So I shot that fucking down real fucking quick. Wow. But she's over you. It's no big deal. Oh, uh, she hates me now. Damn. Cause you, cause you, I told her that I, I told her she should just fucking bug the fuck out of you. Well, she hasn't done that yet. I haven't texted I her in like two weeks. Anyways, um. But yeah, whenever we were talking about you, we would always say cheese because I didn't want to be weird and say like Brandon and like my GM's there. Or like, oh, you can just be like the studio and call me Joseph. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so yes. So I'll, I'll call, call you Brandon, maybe Brian every once in a while. Yeah, maybe more, more times you call me Brian than you Brandon. Probably. Uh, so, so yeah, J-Ro, that's I know it's not the best story in the world, but uh, that that is what it is. Uh, then finally, as predicted, J-Ro called three of the four NHL finalists, the Rangers. Well, hang Lightning. on, hang on. I think the other question he meant to ask was, what's our favorite type of cheese? Um, he didn't, but okay. Uh, what a, <laughs> what a, it's National Cheese Day, and you don't want to ask me what my okay, favorite kind of okay, cheese Dominic, is. Okay, Dominic, what is your favorite type of cheese? Ooh, it's a tie. I do like a good mozzarella. I like a fresh mozzarella, actually. A and... mozzarella? And American cheese is not real. All right, studio on it. Shut up. Um, probably Havarti. Americano. Ooh, a Munzer sounds good though too. Oof. It's Americano. Uh, you didn't say me. It's fine. <laughs> I can't eat you. I mean, you can. Oh, he nasty. Go back to sleep. Um. So I probably go mozzarella as well. Had this today. Uh, Pepper Jack. A little spicy. Anyways, are we done with the cheese talk? Yes. 
Okay. Uh, finally, as predicted, J-Rail called three of the four NHL finalists, the Rangers, Lightning, and Avalanche. Dominic, can you name the uh, the other team? Ducks, quack, quack. I uh, don't. Uh, let's see. Avalanche. Uh, it is the... I believe this was my team. Calgary Flames. Uh, no, that would be the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, uh, but who now is your bold prediction to win it all? So currently we have, I know we'll probably get into misdirects things, but uh, right now we have two, two O series leads right now with the Rangers taking care of business at home, as well as the avalanche taking care of business at home. So right now avalanche up to O with the Rangers up to O my bold prediction is the Rangers will choke it. Lightning will make a series out of it. Um, and New York fans will once again be disappointed and the Lightning will be back in the Stanley Cup Finals for the third year in a row. I don't or fourth really, in a row. I don't, third know. Year. I don't know anything about hockey, so... Well, neither do I, but I'm just pulling shit out my ass. And also the the Oilers... Both, okay, my bold prediction is both of the 2-0 teams are going to come back and our 0-2 teams are going to come back because I picked the Oilers at the beginning. And so they're going to fucking come back. Connor McDavid is going to be the fucking boss he is, and he's going to reel them back in, and he's going to take care of business in Edmonton, get it back to Colorado, take that game. They're going to choke game six at home, but then they're going to get it done in game seven. Actually, no, fuck it. They're going to win four in a row. Boom. Book it. I will go with the Rangers and the Avalanche. All right, somebody's got to be right. Kick some uh, ass. Finally, uh, Big Daddy Guma has got a question. Uh, boy, hope you boys had a good trip in Vegas. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so with the NBA Finals game one being done, are you guys concerned uh, or and worried? Or There's a typo in here. So are we concerned or worried how the dubs performed with Jason Tatum didn't perform that well? Dominic, thoughts on Jason Tatum not doing well, but yet the Celtics still getting the win? I mean, I'm always worried when the Warriors play a good team, especially a team that won the East Eastern Conference Finals. So, yes, I am worried. Jason Tatum not playing very well. I mean, it goes to show you that, you know, he can have an off night, but the people around him will pick him up. Still cash those over tickets for the assists, baby. Ooh, yeah, need, 12. To get, need to get a Bovada, bro. Should have, should have. But yes, I, I'm, I, I would say I'm worried, probably more than I was going into Game One. I'm, I, I mean, it's all just relative of what worried is. I still think the Warriors are going to be able to figure it out, and you know they're not going to get blown out. They're not going to lose in four or five, like Dominic says. Um, I think they will make a series out of this, and it's going to go at least six and possibly seven. I hope it goes seven, uh, but I'm not too worried. It does i think come down to game two and if the warriors can steady the ship win game two bring it back to boston everything will be fine and um, then secondly uh what is your guys's reaction to the mjf missile on dynamite so yes we have put this one off for a long time the talk of the town has been mjf started on saturday with the no show had the match I mean, on sunday at i mean should we should we go into mr x's and cover because I, I don't know. Hang on, let me. I'm pretty sure he talks about it. I'm pretty sure he did talk about it. So I guess we'll just, uh, we'll, Josh, we will put your, your question on ice for right now. We will just wrap it all up into one big MJF ball because I know there's a lot of news, a lot of notes. Oh, well, Mr. X actually does not talk about Mr. MJF. Oh, he does not talk about MJF. So yeah. I guess we'll just talk about it right now. Dominic, okay. um, your thoughts on 
the MJF promo. We touched on it. I mean, we didn't touch on the promo. We touched on the controversy on the post show. But what did you think of the promo on Dynamite? Well, it felt real. It felt sincere. Um, which for me makes it feel like it's a work because you can easily sit there and do say all those things and go to the back and get a high five from your boss. So I feel like, I feel like it's a work and they're just trying to string us along in order for him to, you know, make the monies. So my understanding is everything leading up to and past dynamite or up past double nothing was real. MJF legitimately had gripes. He wanted more money. Tony Khan wasn't giving him the time of day or whatever. And everything, it seemed like what he said in that promo was real. That is his real feelings. That's how he feels. That's his gripes. Yada, yada, yada. Obviously, the promo itself is a work. So I don't know. We haven't really figured out the details yet because apparently there was a meeting on Monday or Wednesday. And I think they try to make the best out of a bad situation. Um, MJF, they're giving him the full Sasha Naomi treatment, taking him off the roster, taking him off. Uh, shop AEW. I I mean, now that we've got we've done like the the pipe bomb promo. Now, kind of everything past this point, unless noted otherwise, I am going to go with it's being a work. Um, and Johnny, if you're listening to this, work means fake, quote unquote. Shoot means real. So just if we use that lingo, that's what it means. Um, so if it is a work, I mean, I think it is a work. Now going forward, it's a work, and I don't know what that means. What because MJF just got absolutely destroyed on Sunday. Then he comes out, not really selling any of the injuries. Um, we'll talk about Wardlow and what they did on Dynamite, which I was like, okay, whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's. I think there's going to be a long-term story with MJF because that's what's – I think he's going to be off TV. They're not going to really acknowledge him. I mean, even commentary didn't really acknowledge what he said. So, well, but that, that's why I think it's a work is because for him to, I remember when we well, were, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying everything that happened on television is a work, but the things he was saying was real. Well, but like, I like, I can't remember if it was when we were getting there already in Vegas or before whatever. But I remember like, I read that like, oh, he went in and like turned in all of his shit and said he wasn't getting respected. It's like, that's exactly what Sasha and Naomi did like that. You know, that's exactly what they did. Like, they're just fucking with the fans. Oh, he no-showed fucking the appearance. Okay, he's fucking trying to do what Naomi... They're making fun of Sasha and Naomi and the way WWE handled everything. So I honestly feel like it it was a work from the beginning. You know, but the pipe bomb, his quote-unquote pipe bomb, made it seem, okay, okay, it could be real, but it's like also MGF is very talented in portraying that type of person. So I I still think it's a work. So, but did you think like when we were talking Sunday, what was your thinking that you thought it, you thought it's been a work this entire time? Or did Wednesday kind of put you over the top? I think uh, Wednesday kind of nailed it. Okay. So, you know, we're kind of opposite. I think it's been, a, it's been legit this whole time. I mean, from, I haven't been able to listen or hear 
like full blown numbers, but from my understanding is he had like a starter deal, which like whatever, you know, Jungle Boy, all those other kind of starter people, Nyla Rose that signed at the beginning who didn't have a name. He did get a substantial raise somewhere in the past two years, but he still is not being on the same level as those former WWE guys, as he said. So let's just throw a number and say he's making 150000 or $250,000. But if you look at a Christian, a Mark Henry, an Adam Cole, Punk, Brian, Moxley, all those other guys, which, I mean, I think Moxley, Brian, Punk, you can kind of throw those guys to the side because I think they're on a different level. But if you look at like Cole, Christian, and all those guys who MJF is legitimately above on the pecking order, they're making like a million dollars. Then I think MJF has a legitimate gripe for not for wanting to be paid on that type of level. But I also don't agree with how he's going about it because if he were to go to WWE because he is a WWE guy, he, I think he ruined a lot of his leverage that he has because if he does piss off Tony Khan and he just says, all right, fuck you, I'm not doing this, that's going to lower the value that he has to WWE because it, even if he was dead set on going to WWE this whole time, you should at least play out your contract, play nice, and just be like, okay, whatever, I'll do whatever you want. I'll fucking eat the dog food and I'll be out of here, but at least let you know WWE on the outside looking in think he's you know, willing to go to AEW, go back to AEW to try to, you know, raise his stock and get that Cody type money that he got. So um, back to the promo itself. I thought the promo was phenomenal. He delivered it with such intensity and such vigor and his performance and the way he carried himself was just phenomenal. I love the promo. I thought it was great. That being said, you know, work shoot type promos, I always kind of roll my eyes at, and I don't know where you go from here. Like, okay, like in the moment, it's cool. It's fun. But then it's like everything else on the show is quote unquote fake. And where do you go with this? Like, is Tony Khan the evil emperor now? And are you going to do some sort of AEW originals versus WWE guys? Like, I just don't know what the logical next step is after this promo. I'm not saying there can't be one, but we've seen the track record of, like a Vince Russo, like a Vince Russo. This would be something Vince Russo would do in WCW and TNA. We know how those things played out. Now, I would have much more faith in MJF than Vince Russo. But normally when we do these types of things, it doesn't exactly play out well. So that's the only thing I'm worried about. Like everyone's like, oh, my God, the pipe bomb. It was so cool. It's such a great moment. But it's like, OK, yeah, it was cool. But I'm trying to look at what's going to happen, you know, six weeks, six months from now. What is MJF doing? Sitting on the couch, eating potato chips. That's not good for his body. That's not. Okay. Is that it? Yep. That's it. Okay. On to Mr. X's because I'm about to pass out. All right. He first says hello. Oh, so hello. Howdy. Oh, so now we have people slapping people over gifts and fantasy football. What the hell, Tommy fam? I mean, Completely forgot about that. But yeah, that was just an insane. That happened like whatever, like the day of of our podcast. So, of course, we know we miss out on a huge story. But uh, Tommy Pham, I mean, we've gone over it. He's a character. I mean, he was almost about to fight Luke Voigt with the dirty slide that wasn't dirty. And then now he slaps the fuck out of Jock Peterson. And then he just buries Mike Trout and says he's a terrible fantasy football commissioner. Um. Yeah, not 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 a good look. I know Mr. X is probably, you know, a fan of Tommy Fam because he's his boy. But 
Um, he has not been looking all that well these these past couple months. I mean, just you know, maybe maybe uh, the stress of being a famous baseball player and you know trying to be a great fantasy football player is too much for him. So, Tommy, get off the drugs. Could the Celtics come back? be a sign of things to come for the rest of the finals. We kind of, I mean, we kind of dove into it. Um, I think the thing is the Celtics play just almost perfect that I find it hard to believe they can play that way three more times. Now it will help them that they do this on the road. So they still have three more games at home to do it, but I find it hard to believe they will play that well against the Warriors for 48 minutes. Three times, three more times. Wow. Okay. No faith. Okay. Well, I mean, I still think they're a really good team, but oh no, they are. They but, are. But they played. But, but they played perfect, and I mean, they played perfect, and they blew out the Warriors. So even if the Warriors are, you know, even worse than what they were in Game One, the Celtics still have some room, some breathing room. All right, time for Mr. X's NHL update. The NHL Conference Finals, the Avalanche have taken a commanding 2-0 series lead after shutting out the Oilers 4-0 in Game 2. Now the series heads to Edmonton. The defending champion Lightning have run into a statistical anomaly. The New York Rangers, who survived the number one seed and a team who I thought had a real chance of going all the way, the Hurricanes. The Rangers are currently 8-1 in elimination games in the playoffs, plus the fact after game one, they're still undefeated against Tampa on the season. Is this a series to keep an eye on right now? And the Rangers got it done today. So as we already said, they are up 2-0. Uh, hopefully, going back to home ice, those teams can uh, get it done and make the series interesting. Let's be honest. There's no quack quacks and no dunna, 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 dunna in the playoffs. So I don't care. Shout out to our, our friend who's from San Diego, but he had a Sharks fan. Shout out. Did he explain that? I was ha- no. I was a little lubricated and not really paying attention to him. No. My eyes glazed over when they started when you guys started talking about hockey. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. He blacked out. Um, are we excited for Hell in a Cell this was this Sunday? Uh not really, to not be really. honest. Um, I mean, there should be some good matches. We'll get into the preview a little bit later, but yeah. I mean, I, it kind of did creep up. But I didn't even realize NXT was having a, a, a takeover or an in your house, whatever the fuck they're calling it, uh, on nice. Saturday. So, um, unfortunately, on the other podcast, I have to do a recap of that. So, uh, nice. that should be fun. Can Athena inject some needed life into the AEW women's division? Uh, hell fucking not really. I mean, I don't know. Did what you, you see mean her by, tonight like, or fucking? Yeah, she had. I mean, she had the match with Kira Hogan. Um, it was terrible. Yeah, I mean, Kira Hogan. I know she's, she's not a fucking A plus wrestler, but I mean, that that tope, whatever you fucking call it. And like, she literally like stopped, maybe, got out, stopped, and jumped. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, that, I mean, but good on Athena for like not just fucking throwing herself at her and possibly risking hurting her or Kira Hogan. So, I mean, yeah, it didn't look good, but at least she didn't hurt herself on the way there. So, I think Athena's good. Uh, I haven't seen really anything of her outside of WWE. Um, she carries herself well. I know she does the Twitch streams and things like that. So I kind of see a little bit of her personality. 
Uh, so she should be good. You know, going up against Jade Cargill, such a big size discrepancy, I think does help. Uh, it should, I, I mean, I don't know what she's going to be able to get out of Jade. I Maybe she's the one to beat her. And then you can move Jade up to uh, Thunder Rosa, which rumors has it. Thunder Rosa's not exactly happy with what she's doing right now. But uh, ho- hopefully they uh, she does inject some life. But I'm still waiting for Tony time. Tony time. All right. <clears throat> well, this, sorry, Mr. X, this question is kind of bad timing, but how long will Punk hang on to the title? Will he try to match or surpass his 434-day reign back in WWE? Well, about that, Mr. X. Uh, well, about that. Uh, he uh, he gone where league wished he Well, so, f- okay, so it's been, like, just crazy because it just happened, like, right before we were about to... Uh... Okay, so, yeah, so this is what I have uh, come across is so CM Punk has, I think a foot injury or a broken foot. He didn't exactly spell it out, but it looked like he had a foot injury Uh, on rampage. He announced that he's going to be stepping away and he's going to have to go get that surgery done. Very emotional. And I thought it was a really good promo by punk Uh, sucks, obviously, uh, but he will hold on to the title. So technically not relinquishing it. Um, Obviously that just, I don't know what you do in terms of history and title reigns and everything like that, but uh, he's going to hold on to the title. They are going to do a battle royal for on dynamite this Wednesday. And then whoever wins that goes on to face uh, John Moxley at forbidden door for the title. So, so that means they're not going to have. So what? no Tanahashi and punk, yeah. which sucks. Um, you know, I speculated Kenta, but after thinking about it, Tanahashi was kind of my second choice and it does make a lot more sense. He's a bigger name, not a champion. And it, you're not going to go Okada, Punk, or you know, title for title or anything like that. So well, it does how, suck. I just don't understand why they don't have Moxley and the winner of the Battle Royal on Dynamite, and then have whoever wins Dynamite face Tanahashi. Well, I I don't know. Um, we don't book it. We just fucking talk shit. Yeah, I mean, having a title match on the pay per view probably does give some sort of growl, especially for like the non New Japan people. Like there's going to be a lot of people out there who don't watch New Japan, don't know much. And if you put a title match on, let's just let's just grab and say it's going to be Moxley versus Danielson. And they have the match to determine the world champion. That intrigues the AEW non-New Japan fans. So I think it makes sense to do it that way. And there's only two weeks until the show is the what, 26th. So we're almost we're almost there. Um, but yeah, the, the punk news sucked. He goes down. It seemed like he heard it on Wednesday. So, uh, but he's still going to hold on to it. So whoever is the champion come out of forbidden door is going to be the interim champion. Um, I'm not a a foot expert, so I don't know how long this foot injury is going to last, but foot injuries are kind of tricky. I mean, we saw with Katie a few years back that, I mean, you're always on your feet. So it's going to, if it doesn't heal properly, it can kind of fuck you up for a long time. So hopefully he's back for, uh, full gear in like November, I think all all out in September is kind of pushing it. But I think hopefully by the end of the year at full gear, he can uh, we can do a title for title match. Okay, okay. Last but not least, <clears throat> just wanted to talk about your discussion of Teen Wolf last week. Being that I'm an old man compared to y'all, this is one of the movies I grew up watching. If you have a chance, I recommend checking it out. Thank Outside you. of Back Thank to you, the Mr. Future, X. this is my second favorite role 
of Michael J. Fox. Yes, the premise is crazy. And yes, it's very 80s. But surprisingly, there's a lot of heart to it. At the core of it, it's about growing up and dealing with all the shit you have to go through. But in this case, the dude also happens to be a werewolf. Don't watch Teen Wolf 2. Jason Batum as a boxing werewolf in college for some reason just sucked. Go figure. Thanks, Mr. X. Thank you, Mr. X. Uh, shout out Teen Wolf. Dominic, your eyes open to the, the Teen Wolf lore? No. No? Okay. I'm not really into werewolves. I'm sorry. I, I mean, oh. the only I like a she-wolf. Okay, shout out Shakira. There's Ow. a she-wolf in the closet. Let it out so it can breathe. Ow. Beautiful. Is yeah. that it for Mr. X's questions? Yes. It is. If, you, if you would like to be like Mr. X, send it in via email curveball and cs at gmo.com. If you'd like to be like JRO and or Big Daddy Guma, curveballs and CS on Twitter and or Instagram. Follow us on Facebook, Tic Tac, um, all the other things. I think this weekend, I'm going to put together a little medley and post some of the videos up, like post post on the Instagram. So uh, check out those. You can see Dominic being a little Mark uh, singing to uh, Judas and or the Hardy Boys. So good videos coming on the Instagram. Uh, so let's just quickly go over to Dynamite. Uh, we talked about no real reason to talk about CM Punk or the MJF promo. Uh, Miro returns and defeats yep. Johnny Elite. I cool. loved Miro. I, I mean, it's been so long. He hasn't been here since uh, full gear in November. Um, I'm a big Miro guy. I'm happy he's back. Dominic, your thoughts on the Miro return? I'm maybe not as high as you are just because I feel like him coming out and beating Johnny Elite. I mean, you know, I, I wish he would have came out to like just like a jobber because I don't know why Johnny Elite's taking a loss to Miro. That makes sense to to you. I don't know why. Well, I'm but... kind of on the same page, but for different reasons. Like, I don't know why you really bring out Johnny Elite. Like, I, I don't he's not on the roster, I don't think. So I don't think bringing him out really does much. And so, like, bring out a Lee Moriarty or bring out like an AEW person and just have him, you know, wrestle Miro in a semi-competitive seven-minute match that Miro wins dominantly. Yeah, exactly. 100% agree. Look at that. We're, we're rebuilding our relationship yeah, by agreeing yeah. on Miro. Well, Ted's asleep. I'm about to join him. Uh, so we get the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society segment. Uh, we set up War Games. Or blend guts. Uh, Jericho is going to face Ortiz in a hair versus hair match in a couple weeks. And at the end of the month, we're going to get blood and guts, uh, presumably with the same eight or ten guys. But I don't know if Danielson's going to be involved. I think that's going to be a story going forward. If uh, will he or won't he join with Kingston after all that happened at double or nothing. So Dominic thoughts on hair versus hair, as well as blood and guts coming up in uh, like three weeks, four weeks. Well, we already know Jericho's going to get his head shaved. Everyone's speculating he's going to look like Stone Cold. And, uh, you know, I would like to see Danielson join midway through the match, betray Kingston, and join uh, Jericho's Appreciation Society. So you're saying Brian Danielson is going to leave the Blackpool Combat Club and join the Jericho Appreciation Society after you just bought a BCC shirt. Yeah. I bought it for Moxley and Regal, really. Wow. Why are you going to hate on my boy, D-Bry? Or Bry D? Because. 
And I don't like Yuta at all either. Hmm. Anyways, uh, Sanjay Dutt, uh, Jay Lethal, and uh, Satnam Singh destroy Samoa Joe. Uh, Joe getting written off seemingly because he's going to be a part of the Twisted Metal TV series on the cock. So uh, shout out Samoa Joe landing this role. He's going to be uh, what's I know you're the big Twisted Metal guy, Dominic. What's uh, what's Joe going to be? He's going to be the body of the clown. Sweet Tooth. There you go. Thank you, Dominic. With Will Arnett being the voice of Sweet Tooth. Wait, so Samoa Joe is going to be Sweet Tooth. Yes. But Will Arnett's going to voice him. Yep. Why is oh my god, that's so stupid. If you if you want to look up what Sweet Tooth looks like, he's a well, in the very last Twisted Metal game, he's a buff, buff ass motherfucking crazy ass white guy. So just don't see uh similarities there. But okay, whatever. I mean, I pulled up Sweet Tooth first thing. He's you know, he's like fat jacked, so kind of like Samoa Joe. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, we get uh, the 10-man tag, Young Bucks, Red Dragon, and Hikaleo defeating Jurassic Express, Christian Cage, and Matt Hardy, and Darby Allen, uh, the whatever elite, get the win here. Uh, Young Bucks also beat the uh, Lucha Bros on Rampage today in a crazy match in front of their hometown crowd. So Young Bucks getting two wins back-to-back, even though they did lose to the Hardys. Uh, are we on path for the Young Bucks challenging for the World Tag titles again? Hopefully, hopefully they win it. Hopefully, Dominic, any thoughts on uh, the Jeff Hardy situation? It seems as though he was knocked out during the match and he just continued on as the resident Jeff Hardy fan. Any thoughts on this? Jeff is in good hands, even though AEW, I think, doesn't understand how to utilize him. You know, they just, hey, go out there, kill yourself. You know, so just, just, you know, I'm fine. He's fine. We're all fine. I did think putting him in, in the Derby match and then into the Young Bucks match only like a couple weeks away was probably asking a, a lot from Jeff in his advanced age. Um, but yeah, this AEW, I mean, just wrestling in general needs to find a way to really, if there's a concussion, if someone's knocked out, being able to identify that and taking the person out. I know as a live crowd, it probably would have sucked, but for the health and safety of the wrestlers, I think. We would have all understand understood if he would have got pulled out, but he was in the crowd at Rampage, so hopefully that's a positive side that he uh, is on the right track back. Um, yada yada yada. Some other things happened. Uh, Wardlow defeated JD Drake, and then uh, Smart Mark Sterling comes out and serves him because now apparently the uh, security guard union or whatever is going to sue Wardlow for damages. So after Wardlow is in this high uh, profile feud with MJF. Now he's feuding with smart Mark Sterling and the security guards. Hey, love the fact that he's starting from the bottom. going to work his way up. Would you say you love? No, 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 no. Okay. Got nothing to love. Nothing to love. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't understand why they're, we're doing this to war. Like I, I get it that you're not going to just put them right at the top in the title picture, but it is a little bit of a fall from grace that he's going, he was after MJF and now he's going after the security people, like whatever, I guess. And this was kind of my, my worry that Wardlow is going to be super over and people are going to like him when he's against MJF. But now that he's not against MJF, people 
aren't going to be as high on him. And I think we saw that in this match against JD Drake and against uh, Smart Mark. Uh, then uh, women's six uh, tag team match Ruby Soho and Tony Storm defeat Britt Baker and Jamie Hader. So some more 50 50 booking. Uh, great. And then finally in the main event, John Moxley defeats Daniel Garcia in a, a bloody brawl match. I love this. I thought it was fantastic. I thought they, uh, Jericho did a good job of covering up for the blood saying that Moxley was stitched up. So it was just easy for him to get reopened and uh, just bleeding everywhere. I loved it. Dominic, did you love it as much as I did? I mean, who doesn't love a good bloody match? Everybody, everybody loves the blood. Exactly. And then after Moxley joins Kingston for blood and guts. So there it is a uh, really good show. I thought it was in front of the, in front of the big LA crowd at the forum, a uh, different look, good atmosphere. Uh, Dominic, anything else on kind of dynamite in LA making their California debut? No, I mean, can you, you guys are in LA. Once you come up to the Bay, baby, we're even better up here. It's okay. It's going to be all, it's going to be all worth it. When the cow palace is the home for full gear, right? Dominic hundred percent. Yep. We just got to put that out in the universe. All right. Finally, uh, we're going to go over the hell in the cell. Uh, we have I to? know. I know. I'm not but... even going to watch it with you. Does it matter? Uh, well, you know, it, it does matter. Um, so let's, I refreshed it and there was a match that was there and then it's not there anymore. So uh, anyways, we get Mad Cat Moss taking on Happy Corbin in a no holds barred match. So we finally get some SmackDown people involved in this one. Um, I guess Mad Cat Moss with the win, right, Dominic? Good for him. Uh, go Corbin. Uh, we had a six-person mixed tag match with Finn Finn, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan taking on the Judgment Day. Uh, Liv kind of seems like the odd one out, so I would see you know Rhea pinning her. Uh, keep Judgment Day kind of strong. People speculating maybe somebody turns and joins. Um, out of the three, Finn, AJ, and Liv, do you see anybody or even maybe someone on the outside like Tommaso Ciampa joining? I mean, I, I do agree that I think Liv eats the pin. Um, and then I think it's going to be an outsider. I just don't know who yet. I think Ciampa is an easy one to go with, um, but I think it's somebody that we're, we're going to at least expect. Okay, okay. Moving on, we have a sneaky good match here for the United States Championship. Theory, just Theory, taking on Mustafa Ali in Chicago, Ali's hometown, so he's definitely going to lose. As I said, I think this could be a really fun match if given the time. I'm not set uh, on Theory. I haven't seen too much of his like evolved work, so I know he can have like a decent match if given the time, but I think uh, this should be a uh, a test for him going up against Mustafa in Chicago. If they give him like, you know, 10, 12 minutes, uh, I think this could be really good. What do you think? But I still think Theory's going to get the job done. And get I the think win. Austin Theory's better than Theory, just saying. Um, but uh, I agree. I think it'll be, it, it sh- could be a really good match. I have to see what they do with it. And, uh, you know, hope, I mean, it'll be, it'll be nice to see Ali win, but I doubt it will happen. We get Ezekiel taking on Kevin Owens. Uh, this has been a real fun feud. You know, Kevin Owens just making the most of it. You know, the stupid heel trying to make, the, you know, fulfill the identity of the baby face. And I think he's done a fantastic job at it. I don't know how much more you can get out of this feud. Maybe they do some sort of chicanery with like Ezekiel and Elias together in a video or some sort of deep fake or Elias up in a luxury box or something. But uh, this should be, you know, 
a, a decent match. Maybe they lean heavy into comedy, which I think is probably the best way uh, for this match. I guess Ezekiel gets the win. I mean, it sucks for me to say because, you know, I love Kevin Owens, but it's just kind of where he's at right now. Uh, I think I'll go with Kevin Owens just because I feel like Kevin Owens, I mean, as much as Kevin Owens can can bounce back from a loss, I think the smart thing is to have Kevin win, have him come out on Raw and just be like, oh, I beat it, whatever. I want your brother next or whatever. And then that's when you can kind of, you know, maybe keep going with it. Maybe. Maybe we get a two-on-one handicap match. Bobby Lashley taking on Omos and MVP. This one seems pretty straightforward. Omos gets buried under, like, the announce table or something. And Bobby Lashley gets Sandals MVP, gets the win. Bam, there it is. Or Bobby Lashley just gets the shit beat out of him. That is a possibility as well. Uh, Dominic, what do you think is the main event? Is it the triple threat women's title match or is it the only Hell in a Cell match at Hell in a Cell? I'm going to hope it's the only Hell in a Cell match at Hell in a Cell. So first we get the Raw Women's Championship. The champion Bianca Belair defending against Asuka and Becky Lynch. Allegedly, this was supposed to be the spot for Naomi, uh, but kind of melding two feuds into one with Asuka and Becky. I think, you know, they've done a decent job, uh, you know, building it up. It should be a really fun match. Uh, I, I think Bianca ends up getting the win. I think Asuka and Becky kind of cancel each other out when you get some sort of disagreement or something, and Bianca picks one of them up, and probably Asuka hits the KOD for the win. Couldn't agree more. I feel like uh, they're going to try to make the best of a bad situation. And that's going to be how it ends is, you know, somebody hits the finishing move. I go to pit, I go to pin them. Then they get ripped off. They pin them. It's going to be like one of those like classic, like Bianca's out cold. So Oscar pins her. Becky pulls her off, goes to pin her. And then Oscar pulls her off and they go after each other. And then that's how Bianca retains us. She just picks one of them up and boom, done. Then in the main event, the only Hell in a Cell match on the night is Cody Rhodes taking on Seth Rollins. Uh, third time's the charm. Feels as though they've done a good job, you know, stretching out this feud. I did enjoy the promo Seth cut last uh, week or at least or this week on Raw, really kind of explaining what he doesn't like about Cody because for the most part, it was just him being booty tickled about the uh, WrestleMania match, but him kind of, you know, spelling out, you know, the connection with him and Dusty, yada, yada, yada. I think it was good. Cody's still not exactly clicking on all cylinders with the uh, WWE crowd. I think he has kind of faded off recently. This should be a really fun match. Should be a good match. I expect Cody to win again and go on to uh, Money in the Bank, where I think he is the favorite to get the uh, briefcase. I think Cody actually loses this match because I think it's going to be there's going to be a stupid crazy bump, which is Cody jumping off Hell in a Cell. I think. Do we get blood? Because everybody knows Cody loves his blood. Yes, the hard way. Oh, accidental hard way? Accidentally on purpose? Yes. Okay, we'll have to wait and see about that. That will do it for us for today. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Um, This time, the audio levels and the audio quality should be better than it has been the last couple episodes. But Dominic, thank you for showing up. We did the whole podcast together. We got into a little bit of a tissy, but we're all here. We finished. We did it.
Good night. Good. There you go. Good night, everybody. Until next time, curveball and CS at gmo.com. Curveballs and CS at all the pertinent uh, social media handles. You don't have to listen to uh, that other episode that me and Tyler did because why the fuck would you do that? Till next time, goodbye and good night. Uh, bye bye. Today's too long